Good evening, and welcome to the Rhythm Notes of Health with me, Kai Ayanta. Today we are doing a special edition of the Rhythm Notes of Health with myself, the soul of public health, because we have a special show for you. Um, we've been, my Black Pinkett has been out in the neighborhood talking, giving out health information. And I found that there are a lot of questions and misunderstandings of basic things that we need to um, know in order to take control of our health. And that is screenings and knowing your stats. It's the stages of health awareness. It's what we're going to be talking about today. Along with, as you see, if you're looking at uh, the YouTube channel that my colors are in red and green and yellow because it is also our Juneteenth celebration. Today is June 19th. Um, happy Juneteenth. Happy Freedom Day. Happy Liberation Day. We are also going to talk about that because if you don't know where you came from, you absolutely will not know where you're going. I am so excited about this show. So without further ado, let's get started with the Rhythm Notes of Health. So how's everybody doing today? I hope everyone is doing good. Um, we are hoping that this show is not going to be long today, but we'll see how it goes because I have a lot of information that I need to make sure that you are aware of and that you are uh, conscious of in, in understanding your health because you can't possibly um, take control of your health if you don't know your stats. So what do we mean when we say know your stats or what I often say, and you can always visit us on blackpink.org, our website. Uh, most of this information that we talk about is there on the site. Um, if you need something tangible that you need to look at, that you need to print out um, with these numbers that I'm going to be giving you. So no need to write them down. Just go to blackpink.org. I'm going to just kind of go over the numbers today to make sure that you are aware of some things when you hear them, what's good and what's not good. Um, so what I also, what I often say, and what I say on my website is do it yourself health. Now that doesn't mean diagnosing yourself. It doesn't mean not going to the doctor. It simply means having a partnership with your doctor to make a better marriage of your health because the doctors don't necessarily live with you. They're not with you. They're probably, they probably see you um, when you're going for maintenance. Hopefully you're going in for maintenance. That's the pre-stuff. And when you're, or when you're sick to put out fires. So they don't see you every day. They don't wake up with you. They don't go to bed with you. They're not eating dinner with you. They're not walking with you. They're not running with you. They're not drinking water with you. So they don't know you as well as you know yourself, right? So in order to have a good marriage, if you will, with yourself and your physician or your primary physician, your family practice um, doctor, or your holistic uh, practitioner, whomever it is that you are um, going to to help manage your health, it is important that you understand some basic statistics and that's that's what the stats are. So basic numbers that you need to know according to American uh, Medical Association of uh, Health Guidelines of things that you need to know to um, 
do it yourself, or I should say, have a, a good marriage with your doctor. So um, let's get started. And the first thing that we're going to start with, with our stages of health awareness is your weight. Now, why is it important to uh, know your weight? It's important to know your weight uh, or, or it's important to know where you are with your weight. So, you know, you have a baseline of what you're doing or what you need to do. But before we go into that, let me just go back to stats because I want to make sure that everybody's clear when I, I'm going to use this word often. I'm going to say stats often. So let me just make sure everyone is clear on what I'm talking about when I say know your stats and the stages of health awareness. So doctors are consistent with wanting to know your statistics or your stats. They take your blood pressure. They take a, get a, a tube, uh, several tubes, and they take blood out of your arm. You, they prick your finger because they're wanting to know where your numbers are based on the guidelines that are given to them to say that you're healthy, you're functioning, or something is not off. So when I say uh, stats, I'm talking about the guidelines that are given by the American Medical Association that saying that this is where people need, and they, they've studied this over years, and they studied with several people to say these, these are the guidelines, or these are, these are the numbers, or the baselines, if you will, that people need to know and understand to just be functional and healthy, right? But here on uh, the Rhythm Notes of Health, what you often hear me talk about is optimal health. Now, optimal health is optimal health is not what the American Medical Association talk about. They're just talking about the normal statistics that you need to live a healthy life, right? To be healthy and not be sick and not get diseases, those things. They, they're just talking about the numbers that you need to function at a normal basis, if you will. So I want to make sure that everybody's clear on that. The American Medical Association and your physician, right, mainstream physician, most physicians are just wanting to make sure that you are at functionable level, levels where you can function daily, right, that you're not bedridden, um, that you um, not on dialysis, you don't have heart disease. They're just giving you numbers that you need to function in a normal capacity, if you will. So I often talk about optimal balance. And when I talk about optimal balance with the team of um, physicians and health professions that partner with uh, Blackpink, is I'm talking about what you need to make sure that not only you have this normal balance of things that you need to have or normal uh uh, um, or normal guidelines or normalcy or to fu function in a normal way, but you also have this optimum balance, right? So optimum balance, you know, is some, something more could be, people would say maybe it's uh, an extreme and over, overage, if you will. Um, but it helps you to, if you start to have some depletion, that once you start to deplete, you're not at dropout or you're not at I got to lay down. You're now at that normal balance where American Medical Association said, this is where you need to be. So I often talk about normal, or, or I'm sorry, I often talk about um, optimal balance, but today I'm not necessarily talking about optimal balance. I am just trying to make you aware of just the normal normalcy of knowing your stats, what you, what is needed so you can have normal everyday living, right? Normal of leaving your house when you want to leave your house, normal of going to work or uh, going to 
uh, play or social, just the normalcy of being able to function um, in that way. So that's just understanding what stats are. And when the doctors take your blood pressure, when they take your blood work, and when you get some pre-screening things, these are the guidelines that American Medical Associations are given to say, hey, this is what we're human beings, right? I often say that because you know that we're part of the animal species, but we're the highest form of animal species because we're the human beings. So where human beings should be functioning to live a normal, if you will, and we were talking about medicine and health, a normal, healthy life, if you will right? Or they use these statistics or these stats to say, if your numbers are too low, if you need some vitamins, if you need some duh, uh, some other things to help you get to balance, or if your numbers are too high, um, if your blood pressure is off, uh, if, your, if your glucose levels are off. And these this is the baseline that they use to decide where do we go from here? So the importance of knowing your stats, because it makes you aware of where do you go from here? When you leave the doctor's office, are you good with your, with your numbers and your stats? Or do you need to have some type of maintenance when it comes to your number um, and your stats? So let's get into weight. And we, we're not going to go into details of weight because weight, of course, is different with, um, with, with everyone. And the, the most important thing when we talk about weight is uh, making sure that you understand that um, with different people, um, there are different weight factors. You know, you have to consider a lot of things. You have to consider um, your, your, um, your, your age, your, your, your height. Um, your body uh, figure, um, how you gain weight. So there, so we often say there's no ideal weight, right? With each person because there, because of these factors of your muscle fat ratio, your height, your sex, your, your uh, body shape and your distribution of body fat is what's important in understanding what's ideal, right? So we're not gonna necessarily get into what's ideal. I don't need y'all coming at me and saying, well, she said this because there are some people who are underweight, if you will, or very thin in appearance to the eye that are not healthy. So we're not going to use weight to determine whether or not you're healthy, right? We're not gonna utilize ideal weight to determine whether or not you're healthy. We're, we're simply gonna utilize weight to help you understand when your weight is, um, as we say, or in the health field or public health, we say obese. And obese is simply saying that you're overweight or is defined as abnormal or excessive fat. So when doctors say you're obese, we look at it as like, oh my gosh, we're looking at it as we're saying, you used to be a part of my 600 pound life. No, that's extreme obese, right? That's morbidly obese, meaning that you could die anytime and most of your organs are being smothered by fat, all that. that so that's extreme obese. But most of us are obese because we're not, in the guidelines of where um, the America, uh, National Institute of Health and American Medical Association is saying that we should be in for a healthy uh, weight, if you will, especially if you're having some numbers or some stats, there, there goes our words, that are off, right? Based on the normal guideline. We're not talking about optimal balance. We're just talking about normal guidelines. So, so here goes. When we, when we talk about weight, we know that 
it is often referred as your body mass index, right? And this is a common tool that's used to decide whether or not a person has an appropriate body weight, right? So when they, and, and, and there are several there are several websites that health, healthypeople.gov is a, is a very good website to visit. Healthypeople.gov is a very good website to use. They have a tracker on there. You can go in there. You can put in your weight. You can put in your height, and it will tell you your BMI or your body max index. So it'll tell you that, right? So and it so I just want to go with some basic numbers. We're not going to spend a lot of time with this because we have a few things that we need to cover in understanding and knowing your stat and the stages of health awareness, right? So if your BMI is less than 18.5, 18.5, that means that you underweight, right? And if it's between 18.5 and 24.9, that's idea. So 18.5. And 24.9 is ideal weight, right? If your BMI or your body mass index is between 25 and 29.5, see, that's not a that's that's not a lot from the idea because the idea stopped at 24.9, which is really round off to 25, right? So it says if you if your BMI is 25 between 25 and 29.9, you overweight. <laughs> Oh boy, I'm laughing because listen, last time I checked my BMI, it was over at overweight and damn near to be older at obese. And I'm 5'11, and I know you can't see it because I carry it well, but and I walk and I play tennis, and but I still need to lose some weight. So I'm on this journey with you. You're not, you're not on this journey alone. I too need to, uh, according to this BMI, <laughs> I need to do some more work, right? So um, we can work together, right? One, you know, I say make one small, one, one small change, right? So, and then so it says if, if your BMI is over 30. <laughs> this obesity <laughs> so listen so i said i'm 5 11 and my bmi is at obesity levels <laughs> we're gonna, we gonna go on this journey of losing weight and uh, getting the trainer and doing some i need to do i clearly need to do some more walking and some more uh running and some more playing tennis because I need to get my BMI down to, I, I'm not even trying to make it down to ideal at this point. I'm just trying to make it down to overweight, right? And then and then I'll get to getting to um, idea. So, you know, I, you know, listen, we're, we're not going to be too, I'm serious about what I'm saying, but I want you to be able to understand that being, you have to be aware. The first step is to be aware when we're talking about the stages of health awareness. The first step is just be aware of it. So I'm aware that, okay, according to this chart, I'm obese. I know you may look at me and you'd be like, oh yeah, you're fine. But according to the chart, right? And the stats, I am obese. So I need to go down a step and get between 25 and 29.9 and become overweight and then get to 18.5 and 24.9 and that's ideal so yeah let me just get the, get there to that let me just one step at a time we all gonna we all just gonna get to uh one step at a time so why are we concerned with your bmi being at 30 uh, and over, right? Being in obesity or being overweight. Why are we concerned? We're concerned because um, 
you can now you're now you're overweight means you're you can be you can also be unhealthy it's not saying that everyone is unhealthy right it's saying that you can be unhealthy and this can cause you to have uh, type 2 diabetes um, high blood pressure or cardiovascular problems so the importance of understanding knowing your stats and that's getting on a scale do not, I repeat, I repeat, I repeat, do not get on a scale every day. It'll drive you crazy. You will be insane. You'll be wanting, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, my weight fluctuates. Because your weight is going to fluctuate. If you had a whole bunch of water this day and the next day you didn't have as much water, and if you have clothes, have your clothes on, all those things are going to fluctuate your weight. What I suggest is, is that you pick a day of the week, whatever day it is. For me, it's Sunday, right? because we're starting the new week and I want to see where I'm at. So for me, it's Sunday. So every Sunday morning, I get on the scale, right? And it's best to, of course, get on the scale uh, with no clothes on. So, because you don't want to add on, I swear that I got on my shirt, I got on all this extra, is going to put extra pounds on. I just want to know the bare, um, authentic, uh, I, I guess, transparent weight. And for me, that is getting on the scale with the no clothes on to figure out, where you are with your weight. And I would say just once a week to get on the scale and that's being conscious of where you are with your weight. You're gonna have to get on the scale. Recently we were at, we've been at a couple of Juneteenth events and we're gonna talk about that again later. But at the events we were uh, doing blood pressure checks and we were having you to get on the scale. And you would not believe the conversations that I was having with people was like, you want me to get on scale? Like, I'm not getting on the scale, like, cause this, and I'll be like, okay, but it's just, nobody's going to see it. It's just me and you over here and I'm going to write it on the card. And, but you got to know where you are with your weight to know, do I need to lose weight? Am I, am I good with my weight? How much weight do I need to lose? Like, what do I need? You cannot, uh, I, I often say avoidance does not resolve. So once again, avoidance does not resolve. So you have to be conscious of where your weight is. So let's just say next month, right? You get on a scale and let's just say um, this month you weigh 170 and then you get on a scale and you weigh 210. You're like, okay, when, when did I gain all that weight? Cause uh, I don't know. It, but, it, but if you know that I went back in June to this event and I got on the scale and they said that I was at 170. So that had to be a month or two. They had to be two weeks or so. That's important of knowing how fast you gain weight or how, how fast you lose weight and going to the doctor and it's like, hey, you've been sick. Like when is the last time you check your weight? You have to just be conscious of knowing what your weight is. When we say know your stats, the stages of health awareness, you have to be conscious of just knowing where your weight is. So uh, not everyone who carries extra weight develop health problems. Hmm. Let me say that again. Not everyone who carries extra weight develop health problems. So that means that, you know, sometimes, you, you know, I often say uh, the football players, you know, they, the ones who are on the line, and I'm not going to get into all that because I'm really not a sports person like that other than tennis. But sometimes, you know, the people who play on the line, who play defense, they're bigger, they probably eat more, but they work out. So they're not so much, not healthy, right? Because they're 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 overweight when they get on the scale based on the guidelines, but they're not um, unhealthy with their weight. So that's why I say not everyone who carries extra weight develop health problems because they probably they probably are moving around 
um, way more than most of us are moving around. So, so, so we talked about the uh, the weight, right? We talked about the BMIs, and again, you don't have to write those things down. You can visit blackpink.org, go on to do it yourself, or screen is one one, and it'll have all of these numbers in here. Just want to talk about them with you, get them at the forefront of your mind, at the conscious part of your mind, I should say, so they can now be embedded on your subconscious. So you'll be aware of knowing your stats. So blood pressure, let's talk about blood pressure. We're not going to go in detail with blood pressure. Remember, this show is about just knowing your stats, stages of health awareness. And this is just knowing your number. So we know what we, and, and, and we'll go into details about blood pressure with one of our uh, Blackpink advisory uh, physician. We're going to deep details about diabetes. We're going to details about these subjects. But today it is very important for me after being out in the field with you, for me to just come on and give you information as to how you can um, be aware to make changes. And that is knowing your stats and understand the stages of health awareness. So we're trying to knock out um, health disparities, especially in the Afro-descendant um, community. And the first step of doing that is understanding and knowing uh, your stats, right? So let's talk about uh, uh, blood pressure numbers uh, really quick. So, um, you know, the basics of, of, of your blood pressure. So it is important when you're taking your blood pressure, right, that you uh, have settled yourself down. Sometimes you go right into the doctor's office, they take your blood pressure, your heart rate's up, your blood pressure's up, and you probably, your readings are going to be a little off. So it's best that you take some deep breaths, sit down. It is important also that you urinate because you don't want to take your blood pressure if um, you, your bladder is full and you have to use the bathroom. It's important that you urinate. It's important that you settle yourself down before you take uh, your blood pressure. And if you are hypertensive, if you've been diagnosed as having high blood pressure, that is, it is very important that you have a blood pressure cup at home because you're probably going to be going to, and, and if, and if you um, have been diagnosed as having high blood pressure or being hypertensive, if you will, it, you should be going to the doctor based on what your doctors say, either every three months or every six months, it should not be a year because you want to make sure the earlier you catch a problem, the better, the, the, the better outcome you'll have. So you want to go, they normally give you a prescription for every three months or they give you every six months. Um, and not so necessarily a year unless you, if it's maintained, then, then you're good. Um, they have you uh, come once a year, but main, mostly they want you to come three months to six months to make sure that your blood pressure, especially if you went in and it was higher than what it should be, and they wanna keep a check and make sure that it's, that you have normal blood, blood pressure it is. So, um, Make sure that you have a blood pressure cup at home that you are consistently taking not all day. I keep saying, I keep saying it. Don't 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 have an overkill of checking your blood pressure, right? Don't like 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 uh, at the at the health fair I was at. Now I was fussing because I'm trying to get help people understand about their health. I'm trying to take blood pressures, I'm taking uh weight, and next to me, they're having a cook-off with pork and ribs, pork ribs. And I say, and we know that pork 
has uh, statistically, haha, there it goes, statistically been shown to run your blood pressure up, right? So I'm saying to everybody, if you ate those ribs over here, I'm not taking your blood pressure because it's going to be up, right? And and it was hot outside. So if we're taking your blood pressure in the heat, it's, it's going to be up, right? So you have to remember those variables when you are taking blood pressure. So if you've been drinking um, alcoholic beverages, if you have been eating what you know you haven't been eating, nine times out of 10, your blood pressure is going to be up. It is best that you, if your doctor tells you to monitor your blood pressure before you go to bed, uh, when you go in the morning time, then that's what you should do. But I would suggest that you take your blood pressure just so you can get a baseline um, first thing in the morning when you wake up, right? At rest. So you woke up before you get up, before you start moving, get dressed, take your blood pressure to see what your reading is and write it down. Keep a journal, keep some notes of where your blood pressure is so you can now be able to say, tell the doctor, well, yeah, my blood pressure last week was uh, at this number and I took it this week and it was at this number. So it's important that you take your blood pressure to get a baseline reading uh, where it should be. So let's just quickly talk about some blood pressure numbers. So I'm not going to get into uh, systolic and diastolic. I'm not going to get into that. I'm just going to tell you today, because we'll go into that in detail when we talk with uh, uh, one of our uh, physicians. Um, but today we're just going to tell you about the numbers. You know that there's a top number and a bottom number, right? Uh, the systolic number is the top and the diastolic number is the bottom. So let's talk about these numbers. So 120 over 80 is normal blood pressure. What's normal blood pressure? 120 over 80. Top number 120, bottom number 80. That's normal. Now, because I said we're just going to talk about normal, but let me just say, because I work with cardiologists, of course, I have a, a very well-versed team, um, if you will, of a, a Black Pink Advisory team. And the cardiologists say that the normal, really, remember we talked about normal statistics of what the uh, AMAs or American Medical Association um, talks about to have you function normal. But they also say that it, it is great to have your blood pressure 117, 116 over uh, 72, over 76. That's like great, right? But the normal, right, is 120 over 80. That's the normal. My hesitation right here is to just make you aware of something I became aware of. If you live in a certain part, uh, a lot of our urban neighborhoods, if you will, um, there are some doctors, and, and, and I'm totally, totally, totally in disagreement with this. There are some doctors who would tell a patient when their blood pressure is 120 over 90 that they're good because the people in this area, that's their blood pressure, or if it's 130 over, over, over a 90, that, oh, it's good. Like that, this is just your baseline. This is where you should be. And no, 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 no. That may be where they've decided that because of your other health, health diseases that you are okay with being at, and they're not going to be able to get it lower than that. Right. But it's okay to ask the doctor, remember perfect marriage, patient, doctor, it's okay to ask questions. There's no question that's a bad question. There's a, if they tell you that your blood pressure, blood pressure is 120 over 90 and that is fine, 
ask them to define fine because say, I thought it was supposed to be 120 over 80, right? For, for as normal. So why is normal now? Why is the um, meter now being you being moved to 120 over um, 90? If, if 120 over 80 is normal, 120 over 90 is not normal. Mm, can't be, has never been. Tell them that I told you, they can get mad at me, but I'm telling you, it, it, because it's it's only in it's only in certain neighborhoods, which urban neighborhoods, if you will, that at Afro descendants most times, most often, the doctors are saying that one thirty over ninety is a good blood pressure. It bothers the stew out of me. It is not good. Not when the guidelines say one twenty over eighty. If it's one twenty over eighty all day, it's one twenty over eighty, right? Then let's let's get it to one twenty over eighty. Now, if you're saying because I have all these other diseases going on that the best blood pressure I'm gonna be able to get at my age is one twenty over ninety, then say that. Don't tell me I'm good. Explain why I'm good. So ask the doctors questions. Have a perfect marriage with the doctors to say why is this. Why, why are you saying 130 over 90 or, one, or 120 over 90 is good when the normal is 120 over 80? Now, you only know this because you're learning what the, what the stats are, what the, what the normal stats are, right? You only know this if you're aware of what they are. Don't allow the doctors to just tell you. So, hmm, let me just be clear. Let me just make clarity here because y'all don't go in there trying to run the doctors and they don't been to medical school and they, they not Google but they help probably make Google who it is today. So don't go in there trying to tell the doctor what to do. What I'm telling you is, what I'm suggesting is that when the doctor give you numbers that you are aware of, of what the base of normalcy is, and it's not that, then ask them nicely. Huh, nicely, what are, what are the normal numbers? And why did you say I'm good with having 120 over 90 or 130 over 90? Why are you saying that's good when the normal is 120 over 80? So ask questions to just get to the bottom of like, because that's that's not normal. And if it if it's normal, then it should be normal in urban neighborhoods and it should be normal in not urban neighborhoods. And I'm gonna leave that part right there. I'm not gonna get into all that. And you know, it's Juneteenth and yeah. I'm going to just stay focused. So, okay, so normal is 120 over 80, right? 120 to one, one between 120 and 129, top top number in, in 80. Um, so if it's if the top number is over 120, look, look at that, look at that. It's elevated, right? So see, we just talked about that. See, no, because I shouldn't, I don't know, I don't even have to go in detail about that because we just talked about that. Because I just said that if they say 130 is like normal, it's like mm, can't be normal because the normal is 120. So right now I'm telling you, if it's over that, is one, if it's 120 between 120 and 129, top number, and the bottom number 80 it is now elevated. So it's no longer normal, it's elevated. And it could be elevated for several reasons. So doctors, they'll say, oh, it's just elevated a little bit. Let's check you when you come back to see where we are. And if it continues to be elevated, they'll move from that. And then if it's 130, your top number, between 130 and 139, again, you don't have to remember these numbers. It is on my website, blackpink.org. Um, these numbers, we're just kind of going over them. So if it's between 130 and 139, top number, and the bottom number between 80 and 89, you are stage one hypertensive, the stages of health awareness. <laughs> if it's between 130 
and 139, top number, and the bottom number between 80 and 89. So we haven't even got to 90 yet. And I was just telling you about when they, some people saying 90, uh, 130 and 90 is normal, right? That's not normal because right now it says it's stage one hypertension. So don't allow these people to tell you that it is because it's not, it is not. It drives, listen, it drives me for doctors for what for, for doctors say. Well, you're good. Well, am I good? And how long is good going to be relative? And when they say this is the normal. So again, normal doesn't change. Normal doesn't change, right? If the numbers and the baseline is 120 over 80 is normal, then that's the normalcy, right? 130 over 90 is not normal because here is saying, right? That if it's 130 between 130 and 139, top number, bottom number 80 and 89, it's stage one hypertension. Mm. You don't have to write this down. You can go to the, to the website. You can look it up. And then 140 or higher top number and 90 or higher, mm, that part, 140 or higher and 90 or higher is stage two hypertension. 140 and higher, top number, 90 and higher, bottom number, is stage two hypertensive. So there's normal, there's elevated, there's stage one hypertension, and then there's stage two. And 140, top number, 140 and higher, and 90 or higher, bottom number. There we go with that 90 again that some people say that. They say I was good. I'm, I'm 130 over 90. Mm, no, it's not. No, it's not. Don't let them tell you that. Ask them questions. Say, hey, I thought the normal was this. I'm telling you, don't, don't, don't ask them. Again, unless you have some things going on where that is going to be your baseline and you can't, you're not going to get any better than that. But have the doctor to explain that to you. Don't leave not knowing, right? So 140 top number, um, bottom number 90 or higher, that's stage two hypertension. So we are talking about knowing your stats, um, stages, awareness, stages of health awareness, and that's the, that's the blood pressure. And so briefly, let's talk about blood sugar, your blood sugar, your glucose number, right? So we, we're, again, we're not going to go into detail about di diabetes and glucose, but we know that we all need glucose. As we talk about glucose, we're talking about your uh, blood sugar levels and that we all need um, the glucose to function and to move. But the thing is, is that we're, we're having too much sugar in our body and we're not moving, moving enough. So you don't need all that energy, right? It's the main goal is to convert to energy to help you be able to move around. And if you are um, having consuming a lot of sugar, we're not going to get into all what sugar is because there's a lot is way more than we're going to get into today. Because today is about what knowing your stats, awareness, stages of health awareness. That's what today's show is about. So when we're talking about the blood sugar chart, I'm just going to give you uh, some basic guidelines. If you're diabetic you, diabetic, you probably already know this. And the other thing is if you're a diabetic, you should have a machine at home that you are able to be aware of what your numbers are. Because you know, if you don't eat your, your numbers can be your, your blood sugar numbers can be one thing. And if you eat, overeat and eat too much glucose or sugar, it can now be at another number. And it's important to know your baseline to know where you are when you're talking about um, talking about your, your blood sugar, your blood sugar chart. So uh, dangerously low is 50. It's, 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 again, you don't have to write this down. You can go to the website, blackpink.org. 
of going to screenings one-on-one and it'll have the, um, the, the blood pressure chart and it'll also have the blood sugar chart. So dangerously low is 50, right? And you are high risk and you should seek medical attention if your uh, blood sugar is, is 50, right? And then the normal, right, is 180. I'm sorry, that's not right. Not 180. That's not right. That's not right. That's not right. I'm 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 somewhere else. So or if I or I got a little uh dyslexic because I'm reading wrong. But it's 72 and 108. That's normal. So not 180. It's it's 72 and 108. That's normal. You are not at any risk, right? Borderline is uh, between 120 and 180. Your borderline um, high sugar, blood sugar, your blood sugar levels are borderline if you're 120 and 80. Um, you're not going to be checking your um, glucose level, your A1Cs or anything if you haven't been diagnosed as having uh, being a diabetic. You're not going to be checking this. You're only going to be aware and checking it if the doctors probably told you to check Um your your levels so and then you probably know these numbers because i find that di diabetics are very much aware uh which is which is a great thing they are very much aware of what their numbers are where they should be because it's important how they feel whether they're going to fall out whether they're just going to be delusional they are probably one of the most health conscious um population if you will when it comes to knowing and understanding your stacks is uh, is, is is diabetes or diabetics if they're trying to stay in a normal range and function at normalcy, if you will. Now you have some people who just don't care, which is horrible. And they just gonna, the doctor gonna try to give you something to maintain and you're gonna be like, I'm gonna take it. And you know, you don't wanna be aware of what your numbers are. And I'm going back to what I said in the beginning that avoidance does not resolve. So um, the borderline levels are 120 and 180. And then the high levels are 215 to 280. So 215 to 280s are high levels of your blood sugar. And then 315 plus is very high. So that so that 315 and over seek medical attention, the dangerously low is 50, seek medical attention. Because both extremes can cause different effects to you and to your body. So again, you don't have to remember those numbers um, for um, the blood sugar, uh, you you can go to blackpink.org and all of that information uh, will be there for you to get. So really, really quick, I want to talk about screenings because again, I just, and, and these are all, these, these, this has all come into play because again, I um, had an event out in the community and um, people were asking me questions and we were talking about different entities and I realized that people don't know their numbers. They don't know where they should be. So if you don't know where you, where, where, where you are, you have no control of where you should be and what keeps you at normalcy. So really quickly, I want to talk about uh, screenings. Screenings are, uh, are important because it's a strategy used to look for unrecognized conditions mm. or risk markers. Mm. Let me say that again. Screenings are important because this is a way to find unrecognized conditions or risk markers. And the earlier that you screen, the better your the chances that if you find something that is treatable. 
you know, I, I have talked to so many people who, because I, of course, you know that if you, if you, if you um, follow me on any of my social media pages, you know that uh, Black Pink was initially founded to help women um, in underserved populations who are, who did not, who could not afford to get mammograms. And so um, some of the things that we found is that, you know, the women didn't have insurance or they were, they were fearful. And, but some of the women, um, when they, once they get their mammogram, they, they're in stage four um, cancer. And because they, they can be 50, 60 and never had a mammogram, right? So the importance of screenings and early screenings is that you can catch thing and catch things. It is earlier time that is now in formation to start to uh, infect your, your body, right? So screenings are important that you get your screenings. And um, so you know that there are certain screenings that you should be getting and um, really quickly, um, first of all, you should begin your, your physicals. I say that you should begin your physical yearly. You should be an annual physical. Women um, should be having annual uh, mammograms and you should be having annuals. If you're 40 and over, you should be get, getting your um, mammograms annually. I, I talked to someone this, last weekend and they said, Oh, I had a mammogram about three years ago. And yeah, I think you had to get it every year. Yep. Every year you get your mammogram every year. Cause you want to be able to catch some of this early stage. So if you catch something that's early stage is what, what, are, what did I say early? It's, it's, it's treatable, right? If you, if you catch it earlier. So make sure that you're getting, and then your prostate. So prostate, they moved back to the age of 45. Yeah. It was normally 50, but in the Afro descendant community or black people, uh, it's fine. It's found that uh, we need to now start having our uh, colonoscopy, our first colonoscopy at 45. And then depending on um, the outcome, um, you go back every 10 years or some people may have to go back every five years and you're, um, but you have to get that um, um, colonoscopy done to make sure that you are checking these things. So prostate, so prostate screening uh, should be done with um, men over the age of 50 and that should also be done annually. So your prostate exam, uh, like your mammogram should be done annually for men over uh, 50. Uh, in addition to that, there are several, several screenings, depending on your dis-ease that you have, that you should be getting based on the recommendations of your um, health practitioner, uh, your holistic practitioner. Um, so uh, make sure that you are conscious of when should I come back? When should I get treated when it comes to injury and violence, when it comes to mental health, when it comes to maternal infant and child health, which we will be talking about um, a lot of here uh, at um, the Rhythm Notes of Health. But there are different screenings that you should have at a different age. And again, you don't have to write those down. They are all on blackpink.org. If you follow me on um, you know, I, you know, I'm a little older, so I can't keep up with follow and like and all that stuff. But on one, one, one entity, social media, you're following the other one you like. But make sure you you're keeping uh, with the pulse of uh, what Black Pink and the Rhythm Notes of Health is doing, and and how you're able to uh, 
be in contact with all these things that uh, need to be done with their screening. So I, I hope that you've gotten the information that you need when it comes to knowing your stats um, and your stages of health. You know, we talked about vitamin D. So I, I want to um, just say, please listen to the vitamin D podcast. It talks about you should, every time you get your, um, your physical, you should be getting your vitamin D levels checked. Um, we talked about the baseline of vitamin D and we, then we talked about optimal balance and be clear. You want to have optimal balance when it comes to your vitamin D. Most of us are deficient in vitamin D unless we have been getting um, screened and we're now um, taking D3 for maintenance or D2 um, for your initial boost for normalcy. Um, but because we're not out in the sun like we should be. And so most of us are uh, vitamin D deficient. So make sure that you're having your doctor to check your uh, vitamin D uh, levels. Make sure that you're having your doctors to check your vitamin D levels. Y'all know I, I always have a problem with my little music back here, but we gonna, yes, we're going to do it. We're going to get it together. And I think what happens is my little speaker, it, after a while, it kind of goes off because it's like, uh, you've been sitting here too long. So that means that means I spent more time with you guys than what I was trying to do today. And um, so I said earlier that... Um, Today is also a, let's see, we can't really see my little, um, let me get the light off of it so you can see it. It says happy Juneteenth, happy Juneteenth. Um, and so I just want to spend a little time to, um, a, a brief moment to kind of talk about uh, today, June 19th and what it is and what it means to us. So, um, and I just want to start with a, uh, a pioneer or activist by the name of Opal Lee. Um, Opal Lee um, is 94 years old. She is named the grandmother of Juneteenth, mainly because um, Opal Lee experienced at the age of 12 um, an incident that happened when, when she and her mom and her family were celebrating in 1939, they were celebrating Juneteenth. And we're gonna talk about what it is, no worries. They were celebrating Juneteenth and um, the white supremacists came and uh, burned down her childhood home because they was like, you can't celebrate this. And so she fought to get this holiday celebrated, not just uh, monthly or from the state, but on the federal level. And she's 94. Now we're talking about a 12 year old who was determined to say, you're not gonna stop me because you burned down my house. I'm gonna show you that this holiday, while I'm here on the face of this earth is going to uh, be a federal holiday. So I know that there are a lot of people who are just saying, oh, what does this mean for Afro descendants? that it's a holiday uh, that's not for us. I'm gonna tell you that Miss Opal Lee, who is the grandmother of Juneteenth, is 94 years old and she has been fighting to get this holiday, a national holiday. And she, so hands to her, clap for her, uh, power to her for finally getting this uh, holiday a, to be a federal holiday. So let's talk about Juneteenth and what it is. So Juneteenth, so, so let, in, in order for us to understand Juneteenth, we have to go back to uh, what happened. So 
the Emancipation Proclamation, I was just literally telling my nephew this, you know what Juneteenth is? Um, because uh, years ago when I moved to Atlanta, um, I dated this guy and um, he's no longer with us, but he would take me to the West End. Y'all know I talk about the West End often because y'all know Pearl Cleage talks about the West End and I tell you that she talks about the West End of a uh, 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 suburb of, of Atlanta and she has these oh wonderful stories of what, what happens in the West End but the West End has always been pro Afro descendants and pro black and they they have always been the leading area in Atlanta that gives you information about what goes on so he took me to a Juneteenth celebration this is way back in 1991 and that was my first introduction to this celebratory um, holiday if you will of of Juneteenth and so June so the Emancipation Proclamation was in 1863 right and this one um Abraham Lincoln, President Abraham Lincoln, um, saying that the, the, the enslaved was, was no longer had to be enslaved, that they were free, if you will, free of uh, kept hostage. We don't want to get into the whole thing, but they the enslaved were free in 18, uh, January 1st, 1863 by Abraham Lincoln. Well, it wasn't until a year, two year, two years and a half later that according to um according to Miss Opal Lee, that General Gordon Granger and 7,000 colored troops, and because that's what they called us back then, from New Jersey and New York, went to Galveston, Texas, and read General Order Number 3. And I'm quoting from her. And it said that, uh, that the slaves were free, the enslaved no longer had to be enslaved, that they were free. And so the people were celebrating, they were happy because they were still being enslaved two and a half years later from the Emancipation Proclama Proclamation, which was January 1st, 1863. So uh, in June 19th of 1865, um, those, those enslaved um, Afro descendants, if you will, in Galveston, Texas, what Texas was finally freed. The holiday is called Juneteenth. It is really Independence Day. It is reference independence. Um, and it's called Juneteenth because it's on June the 19th, hence uh, Juneteenth. And so it is important for us as we fight for all rights that we need to have as Afro descendants that we remember that while we, some of us may not want to have this holiday to be celebratory, uh, not excited about it. Keep Miss Opal Lee, who is now 94 years old in mind. She has walked from Texas all the way to the state capitol to say, hey, I want this to be a holiday. And she, she wasn't successful in the past, but she was this week uh, finally successful in uh, President Joe Biden and uh, Vice President Kamala Harris signing this um, into a official holiday. So 2021, it is a uh, official holiday. So Miss Opal Lee, I salute you. That's why you see, if you're, if you're looking at me on YouTube, you see I have my Celebrate uh, Juneteenth 1865 t-shirt on because because it is important that we understand where we're going to understand um, 
where we're coming from. It is important. You can't, uh, you can't possibly understand where you're going unless you understand where you're coming from. So Juneteenth is important. Um, all things tied to medicine, medicine and health disparities. And so it's important that we talk about um, these things. In the background, as you see, um, and you hear this song, it is one of my favorite songs um, uh, from Musiki Scales and the Coming Ground. Now y'all know I talk about Musiki a lot because he's one of my favorite um, artists um, when it comes to um, good music, uh, not regular mainstream music, but very good music put together well, good intentions and educating you all at the same time. He has a song on this album the, the album was titled The Water Bought Us, pun intended. Y'all know how we came over here. The Water Bought Us. And this song is entitled Sankofa People. And so it's kind of talking about where we are as, as, as Afro-descendants, where we've coming, where we've come from, the hard work that we have to do to just get equality in all things. And health and wellness is one of those things. And so Musiki Scales is um, he is this this album, The Common Ground Collective, and Musiki Scales is M-A-U-S-I-K-I. Scales is S-C-A-L-E-S. And the common grounds, um, they're on all download streams. You can go to his website check him out he has a new project he I, I, I I've talked about the new project he probably wants me to talk about the new project but today I wanted to introduce you to the album the water bought us and Sanko for people because it is one of my favorite I, I always say that I say some of the others my favorite so I you know I just I just love Musiki we went to Tuskegee together and he is just a very very good artist and you will be doing yourself a disservice if you have not already checked them out if you're listening to me you should have already checked them out and you probably already heard the song because once you start listening you absolutely are going to want to listen to um his other albums that he has out so that has been our special edition of the rhythm notes of health um that has been our special edition um, remember your race where you live should not determine whether you live your race and where you live should not determine whether you live start with knowing your stats being aware of where you are um, having the stages of health awareness is knowing your stat first the first step um, we repeat what we don't repair important when life moves and your mind does too, remember to breathe. It will get you through. Remember to take five deep breaths five times a day. That's very, 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 very important. Five deep breaths five times a day. Um, I hope that I've helped you breathe through music, through education, through self-awareness. Uh, we'll be back soon uh, with our regular scheduled program with our advisory team helping to educate you. We're gonna finish up that women's um, series because we are ready to get going with the men's series. I have the urologist ready to go. I have the therapist ready to go. We are ready to handle this men's series. Thank you for your time. Happy Juneteenth, happy Independence Day. Continue to fight, 
continue to fight in what you believe in, continue to help those who are less fortunate, continue to move forward, being conscious of your health. <laughs> Let's all stop being obese. Let's all get to a healthy weight. Let's keep moving. And you can't do it by yourself. Get someone to help you. I'm Kianta. I'm the soul of public health. It has been a wonderful, wonderful Juneteenth. Happy Independence Day. Bye.